welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Welcome, this is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. This is the Goalie Mindset Podcast. I'm so excited to have on the great Dylan Ferguson, and Dylan just played. He, he started his first National Hockey League game. He played in the NHL. At 19 years old for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Unten Oilers in, in the third period. And he just got his fir- first official National Hockey League start. I know he's had that clear picture for a while, been working away on it, chipping away at it. And Dylan and Dylan and I have been working together since, since Dylan was 17, I believe. And Dylan, it's just so excited to, to watch you bring everything into reality and put into reality. Welcome, Dylan. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time and coming on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anytime. You bet. You bet. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start with a few questions here that I might, I might uh, turn it over to the audience to ask some questions as well, too, because I know they will have some good ones and we'll keep it short. We'll be done by 430, which is 730 Eastern time. So that we will, we'll just crank right through it in the tunnel. What did you do in the tunnel before you were about to go on the ice to get that feeling of total power? Um, I, I think just, when I'm, when I'm at my best in the net, I think I just have a very clear mind. So I think my body language in the tunnel was key for me. Um, just making sure I got my chin up, standing up strong and, um, just really having that belief in myself that I'm going to go out there and leave my best out there. And that's all I can ask myself. Love it. Love it. Next question is, and we're, we're specifically talking about Dylan's played two games. We're specifically talking about the, the, the first game today. We might talk a little bit about yesterday's game as well, too, because you played sure. well. Uh, there, there uh, as well. When you guys against Pittsburgh took the took the power play, and Pittsburgh was hammering you guys in shots. It was like uh, thirty to to ten after halfway through the game, or, or something like that. Were you able to not look at the shot clock during the game? How, how was that? Yeah, I think there was one time that I kind of ca- caught a glimpse of it closer, sometime in the third period. I think where I, uh, I think we were on the power play and I just wanted to help the guys out um and it was like right beside the power play time so I got a glimpse of it and it was like 40 something at that point so I was like oh like I had no idea like I didn't know how many shots I had up to that point or anything like that so um kind of wish I didn't see it because for a half second I felt like my flashlight moved a little bit but overall um yeah I think if I could have avoided that I would but you got to help the team Got it. Got it. Okay. And you know what? I love that. So you hear what Dylan said? He said, I, I almost wish I didn't see it because it, it moved my flashlight a little bit. Right? And, and, and the power of focus comes back to that. When we focus on more than one thing, the focus on the first thing dilutes a little bit. Tell us about not looking at the clock during the game. Tell us about not looking at the clock during the game. Yeah. I mean, it's been the same thing for me for a while. Like time doesn't move any faster. And I feel like when you look at it, it moves slower. So, um, just for myself, like that really helps me just being in the moment. Because if you don't have a concept of time, I feel like that's when you're really um, focused on just one thing. And for me, that was the puck. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. And tell us about when the whistle would go, what would you do? And what was your purpose every time the whistle would go? I would just rest and revitalize. Like, um, there's a different mindset, obviously, when the play is going on and when you're either at like a TV timeout or um, 
just even when the puck's in the other end of the rink or when there's a whistle and a face-off, like you have time to kind of focus on your breath and um, just get any energy you can into your body and mind, uh, which I felt I definitely needed that night and was pretty powerful. I love it. I love it. Okay. Fantastic. And what I'm going to do is this is a, this is a pretty special one. This is a pretty special podcast here. Uh, having you on after your first national hockey league game. So what I'm going to do is to keep this special and keep it short. I'm going to ask you guys, what questions do you have for Dylan? Okay. So we're going to go to that in about a minute or two. So, so you may just want to start coming up with one question you get to ask him. I think that will just make this podcast so powerful by you guys, by you guys doing that. So we, we are, we are going to go to that. I'm going to go to you guys for asking some questions, but before I do Dylan, what, what is different now than say three weeks ago? Not much, honestly. Like I don't, I don't think there's very much in the last say like six months, to be honest. Like um, I think if anything, like I've just feel like I've maybe matured a little bit in a way that um it's more of like uh i don't really have a what if mindset it's more of just i know that in myself i'm gonna go do my best at whatever i'm doing um at the time and at the end of the day i'll be i'll be happy with that do you want more shutouts there's nothing more powerful than my private zoom coaching to help you perform better to get more shutouts Check it out at PeteFry.net. I love it. I love it. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. Let, let, let's go to everyone for questions. I'm going to start opening up questions early today. I think it'll make this podcast so powerful. William, go ahead. William in Ottawa. What was the most challenging part about playing the your first NHL game? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I think just not overthinking anything. Um you know, it's the same puck. Obviously, there's different shooters and different skill level, but um, at the end of the day, it's the same puck. So that's what I kind of just kept telling myself. And, you know, I, I train. I'm very grateful to train with guys like that in the summer. Um, so, like, I've seen it before. I've stopped them before. So I think just to answer your question easily would just be not overthinking. Wyatt in Alberta, going to you, Wyatt. Go ahead. Um, how would you treat this win compared to like an AHL win, or is it really different than any other wins before? I, I think like it obviously feels great. You know, it's it's what we all strive for and um, the dream we have growing up, and so that part of it's obviously awesome, and that part of it felt really good. Um. I went into the game with the same mindset I'd have in any game I'm going into, to be honest, you know, just be me and go out there and do my best. And um, so I think obviously getting your first NHL win is a, it's a great honor and I'm, I'm grateful for it, but um, you know, it's the same game, just a, a little faster. Outstanding over to Colby, Colby in Saskatchewan. Go ahead. What was your most memorable moment throughout, like throughout the whole game, like the one moment you'll remember, you'll remember for the rest of your life? When that buzzer went, for sure, I got chills just thinking about it. Actually, so um, that that is for sure the the number one thing. So when when the buzzer went at the end of the game, yeah, yeah, love it, love it. These are great questions, by the way, guys. Yeah, awesome. 
Anthony, have I asked you yet? Anthony in Florida? Uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, how old were you when you started playing hockey and started playing it more like professionally or more like mature, not just like stick and puck? Yeah. Um, I started as a player when I was, I would have been probably eight years old or seven. And then I threw on the Southpaw gear at like nine years old. So I started that way. And, um, you know, at that age, you just have fun. I'd say like I started playing competitively probably when I was like 12 in spring league um, with the Island Stars. And then I got a chance when I was 13 or 14 to go to uh, actually I was probably younger on the Island Stars, probably like 10 or 11. Um, and then I went to Notre Dame, Saskatchewan to play Bantam AAA. So that's when I feel like everything started to ramp up competitively. Fantastic. So Zoe's question, Dylan, was what do you do for nutrition? What do you do? And maybe it, you can talk a little bit about our, about our uh, experience in the summer when you, you stayed with me for a month when we were preparing, preparing for training camp. Maybe tell her about our, our nutrition plan. Yeah. So I was, uh, during the summer, was really steak and veggies, like all the time. Lots of fruit, lots of, uh, you know, I don't know how much I can tell you about Pete that Pete hasn't told you guys, but. Um, go, go ahead. No, Pete, Pete uh, loves his like raw liver and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just couldn't do it. But um, <laughs> no, I, I really stick to like in the off season, just like lean protein, lots of veggies. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like to throw in a cheat day here and there. Um, I think that's good for the mental health every now and then. And, um, and then during the season, like on a game day, I, I honestly like to keep my breakfast pretty light before I go on the ice for skate, because that's kind of how I feel when I'm in the game. I kind of eat pretty early and don't eat until after the game. Um, so in the morning I'll have like a little bit of eggs, some kind of meat, whatever they have and a banana. And then uh pregame meal lately, I've been having chicken parm and pasta to be honest. So that's, uh, that's what I've been doing, getting the carbs in and, and the protein as well. Chicken parm that, that was that was that was Ray Ferrero's favorite uh, food. There they would yeah, call it I, I like parm. it. It's it's awesome, and I also drink like four or five liters of water before the game. All the salt in the chicken parm. Yeah, and I just <laughs> I sweat a lot. I lose. I'm a guy that loses like eight to ten pounds a game. So okay, fantastic. Let Let's go to Andon in Calgary. Uh. So my question is, um, have you ever had like a coach that said something like really negative to you? And then what was your response to that? I got to be careful what I say here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I have. I, I think, I think some coaches push certain people because they feel they could do better at certain parts of their game. And I feel like there's some coaches that just aren't good at coaching, to be honest. And um, I think at the end of the day, the the person that's got to believe in you is yourself. And, uh, you know, you got to be able to take criticism. Everyone has their own opinion. But like I said, at the end of the day, you you create your opinion of yourself. So, yeah. That is powerful stuff at the end of the day you create your opinion of yourself. Fantastic. Cause yeah, there are going to be, neg- you're going to have positive coaches and negative coaches, no matter what. 
And if you haven't had a negative coach yet, you will. It's so, almost it's almost good to. Cooper. It's almost good to. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it is. Yeah, it's it almost is. good yep. to have a negative coach. It builds up your it's it's like it's like callousing your hands. Exactly. Working out. Cooper in Ontario. Go ahead. Um, who would be your favorite NHL goalie? Right now or just all time? Uh, right now. Probably I think Vasilevsky is someone really cool to watch. You know, Dylan, got, you, you you can say yourself. You don't have to be humble. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I like it's always kind of been Vasilevsky, I think, just because he's so athletic and um, just fast. He's got great intensity in the net and he's got some cups. So um, I think any goalie would uh, look up to a guy. And yeah, I'm going to say Vasilevsky. Brent's iPhone. I'm not sure who that is, but Brent's iPhone. Do you have a question for Dylan Ferguson? Thank you. Uh, how do you stay dialed in like after you get scored? You mean after I don't come up with the save? Did you hear um, that, AC? Yeah. Come <laughs> on, AC. Um, <laughs> I, I think lately I've gotten – actually, I don't know. I've definitely had some reactions lately. Um, <laughs> but overall, I think uh, – you know, there's uncontrollables in a game that happens. Like as much as we love to come up with every save every single night, it just does not happen. Um, and it's just a part of the game. And it's really just the bounce back that you have. And just, I think I, I'm going to go back to like saying that I'm going to do my best, you know. And uh, without that, I think it can be easy to kind of overthink. Awesome. Fantastic. Not sure but there is some yelling in the background. You, whoever that was, you may want to mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I totally it's apologize, man. It was my daughter. Oh, <laughs> I was supposed you to too? take her to the soccer pitch in about 15, 20 minutes, and she she's yelling at me there to, to get ready. <laughs> it's so, all good. Right. so, like, I'm scrambling there to find the mute button. Totally apologize, Dylan. <laughs> no, you're good. Well, no worries. No worries at all. Well, Troy's in Ottawa. What, what question or questions do you have for Dylan? Uh, I guess one of the things that interests me a lot, um, there's like, I played nets actually like Pete and I worked together, like at a ho- hockey school years and years ago. Hold, so tell like, them which one, tell everyone which one. The Okanagan hockey school. Okanagan. That was, that was the <laughs> goalie school, the hockey school back in the day. Grant Fear would come as a guest That's instructor, right. Andy Moog, all Andy those Moog. guys. That's right. Um, I guess when I, when I look at my past, Past like experience, like I played junior for four years. I played minor hockey for like tons of years. And I can honestly say that I had a good relationship. I mean, a real heart to heart, like relationship, like with one of my goalie partners. And that was my last year, like a midget. Um, when you look at Swayman and like all Mark, they actually look like they really like, uh, you know, like they really like support each other and they like each other a, a lot. Like, how do you find it is to work like with other goalies? Um, basically because you're always like in a like then you always want the ice right so like it's uh, you know like there's a lot of uh like then you want to win there like as a team there but like how do you find there like your relationship like with the uh like your goalie partners um because you do want them to uh, like man to 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 like play well because you want to win there but at the same time they're like you also want the net so like how do you find it um and to work there with your goalie partners i've had both ends um i've yeah. been through both and i, I think in one end, there's just like a fierce competitiveness. And in the other end, it's kind of like a friendly competitiveness. You both understand that you can do the job. Um, I'll even like recently, um, my year in Fort Wayne, 
with uh, Robbie Baydoon. Um, good goalie. Like I was a really good goalie. I, I had got injured and um, he went in and played really well. Um, and then he got injured going into the playoffs as well. But like, I got along with that guy really well. Like we, the day after the championship, we like just him and I went out for lunch and like had a good time. And, um, so I had a really good relationship with him. And I think when you have that support, um, from a guy that you know can do the job as well, it's, it's raises your belief in each other. And it's, it's, I don't really know how to describe it, but like, like you said, you look at Swayman and Almark who are both having really good years. Um, you can tell that like, it almost forms like this, like brother, brother competitiveness, yeah. you know, where like the love's there, but, um, you want to be better than that person at the end of the day. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like that's why like I, I asked because it's, it's, it's hard there. Like you come into a situation there, like with the sense, for instance, you know, uh, like, man, you come into the situation, like have a monster game. Right. And, you know, like they got a couple goalies, other veterans that are, they're both injured and stuff like that. There you got like another like young goalie there that's there. And like, you're all going to start fighting like for games. Right. Like that's just the way it is. Like, well, like in pro, like it's a lot different. Like you're fighting like for games. So like, I always wondered that they're like, you know, like you come into a situation, like you obviously have to be like a good teammate, but like at the same time, they're like, you want to play the game. Right. And you want to be the guy. So uh, yeah. like, and that must be like a challenge too, right there that you got to. Yeah, no, you know, for sure. Kind of fight through. For sure. And I think um, at the end of the day, you wake up and be the best version of you every day and you put in the work and you, make the most of whatever opportunity comes your way they, they tend to keep coming um so you know I, I think it's important to be a really good teammate off and on the ice with whoever um first and foremost but you know when when business happens you you got to give it your best awesome staying Thanks. in that athlete mindset that's oh, a good way to put it yeah Love it. Going to go to Vic next, and then Chuck. After Vic, I'll go to you. So Vic, Vic is Canada's former national volleyball team coach. Go ahead, my friend. What question do you have for Dylan? What kind of encouragement did you get from the players in the dressing room prior to the game? Nothing too much, I, I don't think. You know, but there definitely wasn't anything negative. I think in morning skate there was a few guys that you know, well, like that's a heck of a save, like looking good, like that kind of thing, but. I, I'm a I'm a pretty independent guy, I'll say, at the rink on a when I'm playing um come game time. And I, I think I feel like I make that apparent. Um and I feel like I kind of give off my energy more by what I do at the rink more than out of my mouth. And um I just you know, they were obviously very positive and I think especially at this level. Um, you know, everyone's there to compete, everyone's there to win. And, um, there's that surrounding belief in the dressing room that, you know, just because like there's guys battling through things that I can promise when I was in junior, they would be out for whatever, you know? So, um, it is what it is. And it uh, just, it just feels cool to be a part of that. Okay. Great question. Chuck. Over to you, my friend. Uh, well, Dylan, I want to apologize on behalf of uh, Pete Fry and the Hockey Gods because he was doing an Instagram live around the six minutes to go in the third period. 
And I distinctly <laughs> thought I heard Pete say the word shutout on the bench. And he turned around to the crowd and said, hey, guys, it looks like Dylan's got a shutout. And we all know what happens with that. With I'm messing with you. I didn't do that. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that because my brother actually said it. My dad called me right after the game. He's like, you won't believe what your brother said with seven minutes left. So. <laughs> guys, just so you know, that is a myth. That is actually a good yeah. word. That is a good word. It's fine. It's fine. As long as you're in the moment. And yeah, then, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sure. I, I kind of wanted to share with the, the young kids on the, on the call today because, like, you, you pressed upon me. Like, you and I had a conversation a month ago. And it was like literally two weeks before you, you got traded, um, you know, from the Marlies uh, when I was driving to Toronto. And I just want to uh, share with the guys, if, if you can let me share it. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dylan and I were talking on the phone. I was asking him how it was, you know, in, in Toronto, which is a tough place to play hockey, let alone live, uh, and how positive he was. And I was just going to say um, how impressed I was about your mental state, about, you know, like controllables. You know, sitting in the pocket, it's easy to talk about these things, but when you're actually going through that process and it sucks and it's hard and it seems like every obstacle is against you or a coach or timing or any of those things, how cool under that pressure that I found you to be. And I want, so I want to say without my question is like three weeks later, like you have done, you know, the same amount of work as a normal day, every single day, day in and day out. Is that like 10 years of cramming into your, your technical ability or your mindset or whatever? But obviously the difference between three weeks ago and now is, is, is a completely different spectrum. And yet you're the same still person that you were back then. You know, you've got this huge win against Sidney Crosby and Gino and all the Pittsburgh Penguins, massive game. Um, and then inside you kind of wake, you wake up and you go to sleep at the same time and you're still the same Dylan Ferguson to you. So I guess my question is, um, if you want to give a couple of words of advice to the kids about what you went through, um, even though you knew you had the ability to play at that level and some of the people didn't recognize it. And then you went out there and you nailed it and you showed everybody else that what you can do. Uh, but it was a matter of perspective of everybody, which is out of your control of how you handle that. Yeah. You know, it, it really goes back to just some thank you, by the way, I really appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot. Um, it really, you know, I go back to, even last year um, where I just had some uncontrollables thrown my way as well. And I feel like my uh, career in general, I've been just, you know, every, everyone's path is different. Um, you know, you got a kid like Connor Bedard coming up. I know he's not a goalie, but those guys go straight into the league and light it up. And um, so every, everyone's path is different. And I think, you know, I, I had COVID and Henderson and then, um, which wasn't very fun. And then uh, I broke my wrist as well. Um, so I think just going through that and pushing through that and then really just having a great summer. Like, I think it'd be, it, it can be pretty easy. And like, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say like, you know, I wasn't negative at times or felt like, well, this is pretty tough, but I think, um when those times come it's almost like a you can make a choice you know like you can either let it absorb you or you can kind of turn it around and turn it into something and um my dad actually is someone who's always like adversity is your friend kind of thing and um he's he's been on me <laughs> since i was a kid really for that so um and uh i th i think that mindset as well as you know everything i do with pete and um and just kind of 
figuring out who I am as a goaltender and just as an athlete and person in general, um, I think I almost had to go through those things to kind of push through them and understand, be like, okay, well, you know, I don't care what's in front of me now because I know I'm just going to push right through it. So my my advice um, for anyone really in anything you're doing would just be, it's never really like very, very rarely, it's like a straight road and there's going to be bumps, speed bumps, potholes, everything. And, um, you know, Pete says it like going from island to island, there's always storms in the waters and you got to set your sail the right way to get back. And um, I think just, you got to believe in that. It's easy to say, and it's very easy to just like speak it, but I feel like when you believe it and you, you set your mind to it, it, it sounds cliche, but it's really not. You can, you can really do it. Awesome. F- fantastic advice for everyone there, Dylan. Guys, it is 430. I'm going to wrap it up here. Let's give a big thank you to Dylan for coming on. Dylan, thanks for coming on, my friend. Any, any final words of wisdom for the goaltenders? Um, just have fun and you know, do the best you can every day. Wake up, be the best version of yourself. You are powerful, Dylan. You're, you're inspiring tons of people out there, even like with your performance on the ice and what you've done so far. And you're just, just getting started. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks guys. Pete Fry, the goalie mindset guy signing off from our podcast for today and honored to have on Dylan Ferguson. Thanks Dylan. 